it's Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 179 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, Henry Guy Mike Curry. And I'm back with another episode, man. And if you missed my last week's episode, make sure I go check it out, man. I'm doing pretty good on the best bets. Uh, we went, what did we go? Two and one? On the best bets last week? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we lost on the Texans team total under. I, I don't know what's going on with the Patriots for real, for real. But yeah, man, it was fun. It's exciting. Uh, but I'm back here, man, with another episode. Week five is in the books in the NFL. Week six is officially upon us. It already begun on Thursday. I'm here recording Saturday morning. October the 16th at 10.55 a.m. And good day, man. It's a good day. I actually just left the barbershop. So that's probably why I got some extra energy. You know, when, when us men get haircuts, it's like, bro, we feel like we could do anything. We feel like we could go go, go smack at somebody's mom. We feel like it just gives us this, this supreme confidence that, that we just severely lack. But... Yeah, man, I'm here. I'm here, man. I'm feeling good. So, uh, week, week five is in the books. Week six is upon us. But before I hop into NFL, I got to talk about Kyrie Irving. And I just want to touch on it briefly, just so I can say I addressed it. And that's where we'll start. So, earlier this week, uh, Kyrie, um, we, we've been, though, he, you know, he wasn't going to get the vaccine and stuff like that. Uh, that's been a topic. Um, for about a couple of weeks, but the Brooklyn Nets officially took a stance and they basically said, you know, they weren't going to stick by it and tolerate it pretty much, you know, and let's just think about it, man. He, he, he've only been able to play games on the road. We know how much of a wild card and how volatile Kyrie Irving is. Uh, we saw him take PTO multiple times last year. Uh, we've seen him during his days with the Celtics, his days with the Cavaliers. Um, two teams that ultimately got off of him, you know, and when I look at the situation, I don't, I don't want to call him selfish. I don't, I never want to call anybody selfish for making a, a personal choice. You know, it, it, it's your, it's your own choice. And I don't want to also don't want to call him selfish from the aspect of, I don't want to call him selfish because he's done so much. He's gave back 1.5 million to the WNBA. He's been he's been doing a lot of good things in the communities and stuff like that, and just donating money. He, he's always done that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Black Lives Matters, etc. Stuff like that. Kyrie has always been he's been doing his part, and I so I don't want to call him selfish from that standpoint. I think. He's more so, me and my barber were talking about this earlier. We think he's more so misguided. And maybe he thinks he's smarter than he is. And what I mean by that is, Kyrie Irving says a lot of things and does a lot of things. Like, like saying the earth is flat. Like, like, bro, what? What does that even mean? Like, why are you even saying that? And I just think it's so much information out here and about the vaccine and stuff like that. Um... That, that that I don't want to call himself. I think he's just you know maybe misguided and misinformed and a little too smart for his own good. Me personally, I am vaccinated. I have a very very close friend who is not vaccinated. I don't have nothing against him. I don't I don't think he's wrong or I don't I don't think I don't I don't look at him any differently because he's not vaccinated. He told me 
I'm not going to put his name out there, but if you know me, you know who my core friends are, but he, he, he said he plans on getting vaccinated, but he just wants to, he, he just wants to see more. And I have nothing wrong with the wait and see approach. Uh, he works from home. You know, it's not like he's around people like Kyrie Irving is going to be around people. So I understand pro-choice. Um, and I understand, you know, just wanting to do what fits you. But Kyrie Irving is now going to cost himself millions of dollars. He's going to cost himself uh, money on an extension. And now, if I'm another team, I would not sign Kyrie Irving to a long-term deal. He's going to be a free agent after this year. Uh, I, he's too volatile. He He's too volatile, and he has the tendency to elope. And I remember during the NBA Finals or something like that, during the Cavaliers playoff run, they said he hadn't talked to anybody for like a week. Like, do, do, would I really want to subject myself to, to someone like that who I'm paying millions of dollars to, um, who I expect to be there when I need him? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying he hasn't been there in a moment. Like, obviously, 2016 Finals happened, but... Another thing is how how do we look at Kyrie Irving if that if that 2016 finals never happened three one lead if the Warriors never blew how would we look at him how would we look at them would we look at him like a a fancy dribbling Kyle Lowry or something like how how would we look at Kyrie I think he's super talented too smart for his own good you can definitely say but this situation is just weird because. We don't know what's going to happen. And I'm not going to sit up here and bash him like other people have done. I'm not going to do that. That's not what I'm here to do. But those are my thoughts. So week five is in the books. It was an exciting week. And I, I want to say I did good on the picks. I think. Pull this up real quick. I think I did really, really good. Like an 11 and 5 type of week. I'm about to pull it up right now for you guys. But I think I did good. Give me one second. I think I did good. So, I did in fact go 11 and 5 on the picks. And it was an exciting week, man. It, it was a really, really exciting week in the NFL. So, let's go ahead and do a quick recap. And then we're going to hop into week six predictions. So, last week. Oh, <laughs> last week, the Thursday night game was the Rams at the Seahawks. I picked this game correctly. Uh, Russell Wilson obviously went down in this game. He's going to miss about a month. And it's a tough blow for the Seattle Seahawks because this team is so reliant and so dependent on Russell Wilson. He literally holds them together. He is the super glue that holds them together. And now that he's going to be out, uh, Geno Smith is going to start. We'll see how he does against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know how well that's going to go. But we just have to see. It sucks for them. Um, it, it really, really sucks. And I always wonder, like, what would happen if Russell Wilson went down? He's always been healthy. He's always been really smart, protecting himself from hits. And now he's down. That's really the big story. Not more so the Rams winning this game, which I expected them to do. But they won this game 26-17. to Next game, we had a London game. We had the Falcons taking on the Jets. I actually picked this one incorrectly. I actually picked the Jets. What the hell am I doing? What was I even thinking? I picked the freaking Jets. But... <laughs> I guess this is one of those games that like the Falcons win because me and B Jones we talked about it like the Falcons always seem to pick up wins, and I guess that's just they always pick up about seven eight wins something like that. 
they hover in that six to eight range. So I guess this was one of those wins. And 27 to 20 was the final score. Matt Ryan, he hooked up with Kyle Pitts once in this game. Kyle Pitts had a nice game. Nine catches, 119 yards, and one touchdown. A shout out to him. It was good to see him finally, finally get going. Moving on to the regular slate of games. With the Packers taking on the Bengals. Now, I don't know what the hell was in the air. I don't know what the hell was going on with these kickers this week, but it is absolutely absolutely ridiculous how many field goals were missed just this whole week, this whole week five of the NFL. Like, like I feel like a gazillion field goals were missed. There were actually 16 missed field goals and 13 missed extra points this week. Some happened in the Colts game, but I feel like uh, just if not more happened in this game alone, um, Mason Crosby was missing. Evan McPherson, the kicker for the Bengals, was missing. Uh, Bengals, I mean, Packers got out of there with a W, though. 25-22 was the final score. And, yes, Mason Crosby had a 49-yarder after three misses. Packer, Packers win. Next game, Washington football team, Saints. Final score in this one was 33-22. I think I picked the Washington football team. I don't know why, because... I was under the impression that Jameis Winston was going to have a good game. And he surely did that with four touchdowns, um, hooking up with Marquez Calloway for two. Uh, at Hail Mary was one of those. I don't know what the hell happened there. I just don't know what's going on. I think with Taylor Heineke, you're starting to see there's film out on him. He's only started like six or seven games. And that's a decent sample size of film. So I like him, but... The Saints usually always stun on the Washington football team, Washington period. So they win this game, 33-22. Next game, Lions, Vikings. Final score in this one in 19-17. I kind of felt bad for Detroit. I felt bad for Dan Campbell, coach of Detroit Lions, who was literally crying after the game. This team fights so hard, and they just come up short each and every week. Don't really know what to make of it, but I do have an upset alert for them the next week. Final score, 19-17. Next game, Steelers-Broncos. This is what happens when you start to see the Broncos face real teams. And I don't even think the Steelers are that for real. But they're a proud, you know, they're a proud, legendary, historic, historic franchise and historic team. So, they put up and shut up. I mean, they put up or shut up sometimes. And they actually put up this week at home. And they won this game 27-19. Next game, Buccaneers-Dolphins. Tom Brady. Dude, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five touchdowns in this game. We're going to talk about him in a minute. Uh, final score, 45-17. to 17. Next game, Eagles-Panthers. I picked this one incorrectly, but I thought Christian McCaffrey was going to play. That was literally what moved the needle. Panthers actually should have won this game, but they didn't. Final score was 21-18. Next game, Titans-Jaguars. Titans usually smack the Jaguars around, so this wasn't a surprise. It's also a best bet that I gave out. Titans minus four and a half. And final score was 37 and 19. Next game, Patriots, Texans. Like I said, I don't know what the hell happened in this game. I don't know why the hell it was so close. Like, why the hell was it 25 to 22? Why did the Patriots have to do all of that just to beat the Texans? I don't know. Next game, Bears, Raiders. This is also another best bet I had last week. The Bears plus the five and a half. They actually went outright. Raiders were flat. We all know about the John Gruden situation. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. And final score was 20-9. Next game, Chargers-Browns, a shootout. 
Absolute shootout. 47 to 42 was the final score. Shout out to the Chargers, man. Shouts out to them. Next game, Cowboys Giants. Cowboys won this one handily. Saquon Barkley did go down in this game. Daniel Jones did go down in this game. Trayvon Diggs, man, with another interception. Another week, another interception, man. Guy, guy might catch about 15 picks this year. Um, he's on pace for 20, though. Final score in this one, 44 to 20. Bright spot for the Giants is rookie Kadarius Tony. He's about to be a player that you're going to hear me talk about a lot because I like his game. He's shifty, crafty. In the copycat league, I guess the Giants were looking for like a Tyreek Hill type. He definitely fits that bill. Next game, Cardinals and 49ers. Trey Lance got the start. He looked okay, but I could tell the playbook was super reduced. It was literally play action. QB power or read option. Literally, like, they probably ran maybe two more, like, scheme style. Uh, they probably ran, like, two more, like, types of plays. But I don't know what was going on. I don't know. Um, Cardinals win this game 17-10. Sunday Nighter, Sunday Night Slaughter, <laughs> was the Bills and the Chiefs. Final score 38-20. They just stunning all over the Chiefs. And then we had a wild Monday Nighter. We had the Ravens and the Colts. Freaking wild, man, but we got to start putting some more respect on Lamar Jackson's name. Final score was 31 to 25. And now, before I hop into these predictions for week six, I want to talk about John Gruden. About the who was who resigned after um, uh, anti anti gay comments came out and also um, racial comments came out um, that he has said about. NFL PA guy, um, Demore Smith, and he also said um, some comments about Michael Sam, who used to play in the NFL, and it's just, it's sad, it's sad that, it's, it's sad that this stuff came out, these emails from seven years ago, so obviously he's been feeling this way for some time, and obviously even before that, um, brother Jay Gruner went down with some stuff. So I'm not surprised. Absolutely not. It's it's extremely unfortunate. And I hope the, the Raiders can flourish after this. They actually have a gay player on their roster. Um Carl Nassib. Um it it, it it's it's terrible. It's terrible because we view John Gruden as this great offensive mind and stuff like that, and good coach. And now gotta look at him differently. He lost his sketchers deal now. Uh, he was dropped from the Buccaneers Ring of Honor. Um, Madden's even gonna take him out of the game. It's just a lot, but I just wanted to briefly touch on that. And let's move on to the Sunday slate. Let's get it. So, we all know about the Buccaneers-Eagles game. Buccaneers pretty much controlled this game, at least in the first half. Um, Eagles kind of like got some garbage TDs, but they did not. Buccaneers did not cover another spread. It's unbelievable, man. Tom Brady is now 0 for 11 in his last... 11 primetime games against the spread. Um, Bucks did win this game 28-2. Tom Brady hooked up with Antonio Brown for two touchdowns. Somebody let me know, is it a hot take to say that Antonio Brown's the best wide receiver in football? Because he, listen, I saw something yesterday, and it said that Antonio Brown still has the most touchdowns he still has the most touchdowns from 2014 to now. 
Now, Bink sent it to me yesterday. I, I was absolutely, wasn't shocked, but it's crazy. Antonio Brown has the most receiving touchdowns since 2014, and he missed 27 games during that time. The players behind him are Mike Evans, his teammate, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. It's freaking crazy. It's freaking crazy. But let's move on to the Sunday slate. We've got Washington football team taking on the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs are going to be in Landover. And I'll be there. I will be there with my dad. And if there's ever been a get-right game, this will be a get-right spot for the Kansas City Chiefs. I expect them to. I don't expect them to, to do anything from what I expect. I expect them to come in and and be hot. I expect Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy's first 10 to 20 plays to be fire. I expect. I expect the Chiefs to have about 20 points at halftime. They should have no less than that. Seriously. Uh, but before I get into recapping the rest of these games, I want to talk about Washington football team and what they did and what they did freaking wrong. They announced three days before the game. I'm happy that I'm going to be able to get this, to, to see this, but they announced three days before the game that they're going to retire Sean Taylor's jersey. This came on the heels of a Washington Post article about them having a settlement and paying a lady that was a part of that lawsuit from from last year. And it, it's a freaking PR stunt. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because Sean Taylor is the best Washington Redskins football team player, whatever you want to call it. He's the best player that I've seen in my lifetime. Um, we were blessed with some good players, Clinton Portis, um, Chris Cooley was good. Santana Moss was good. Chris Samuels was a really good um, left tackle. Chris Samuel. Um, London Fletcher was cool. But Sean Taylor, Champ Bailey as well. But Sean Taylor was literally the best player that I've seen in my lifetime. And he was what he was on pace to do in his career. He was basically changing how safety the safety game is played. Um, he was cut from that, that Palomalu Reed, Ronnie Lott cloth and he was on his way to to being super spectacular obviously we know his life was cut short but if you're gonna retire the guys if you're gonna retire the guys jersey it should that should be noted on a calendar before the season comes out it should be like a star on it you know what i'm saying like when the schedule came out it should be a star or the day after the schedule come out on this such and such date we're gonna retire sean taylor's jersey it should be noted but since attendance is down, since scandals and lawsuits are coming out, they want to do stuff that they've been doing and just trying to cover up old scars and stuff like that. It's just it's just wrong. Sean Taylor's dad found out, just like the rest of us, that his son's jersey was going to be retired. He found out just like us, the same day as us. That doesn't make sense. That's backwards. That's no way to honor a legend. Now, do I expect there to be more butts in the seats? Absolutely, but you're doing it the wrong way. You're doing it the freaking wrong way. And this has always been certain stuff that is that has transpired under the ownership of Dan Snyder. So it just doesn't make any sense. But back to my predictions. I got the Chiefs one in this game. Next game, London game, Dolphins, Jaguars. Should have did this one first. I'm freaking struggling, bro. I'm going to go Jaguars, though. I'm going to go freaking Jaguars. Let's go. Next game, Packers, Bears. I'm going to go with Green Bay. 
I like them to win this game. Uh, spread is up to six now, open at four and a half. Might actually hop on the Bears plus the six, though, to be honest with you. Um, I got the Packers, though. Next game, Bengals, Lions. I got the Lions to win this game. I like the Lions to win this game, man. Um, this is a Bengals team that's not used to winning. My guy Rome talked about this. Um, this is a Bengals team that's not used to winning. This is a Lions team that's been scratching and clawing every week. And I think they're due for one. So I'm going to go with the Lions. Next game, Colts-Texans. Might catch this 10 and a half points with the Texans. But I'm going to pick the Colts to win this game. They should definitely win this game if they want to get their season back on track. And still compete for a playoff spot. Next game, Rams-Giants. I'm going to go with the Rams to win this one. Spread is actually 8 now. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams though. Next game, Vikings-Panthers. I like Minnesota in this one. I really do. Um... I think the Vikings, they're they're three and two. I think they could easily be four and one or three and two to two and three. I think they could then they could be over five hundred at this point in the season. But I like the Vikings to win this one. Next game, Chargers, Ravens. I'm struggling. I'm struggling mightily. And if I wasn't going to the Washington football team Chiefs game, I would be at this game. I'm struggling. <sighs> Chargers are just playing better football right now. So I got to go with the Chargers, but I really want the Ravens to win. Next game, Cardinals and Browns. I like the Browns to win this one, man. Kyler Murray got banged up last week. We all know what happened last year when Kyler Murray got banged up. Chandler Jones is going to be out. Um, they're traveling to Cleveland. going to be colder weather there. This benefits the Browns. I know Nick Chubb is out, but I still like the Browns, man. They're... Let me tell you what's telling. The spread. The spread itself is telling. Because the Arizona Cardinals are five and zero, and the Browns are three and two. Vegas is telling you who to who's going to win this game, or at least who they think and who should win this game. The Browns are currently three and a half point favorites in this game against a team that is undefeated. That should tell you a lot. I'm going with the Browns to win this one. Next game, Raiders Broncos. I think this would be emotional win and a lift. For the Raiders, I'm going to actually pick the Raiders to win. Next game, Cowboys, Patriots. This is tough, and it's not as easy as it should be. But I like the Cowboys, though. I like the Cowboys. And the Sunday Nighter, Steelers, Seahawks. I won't be watching this game, to be honest with you. I'm going with the Steelers. And then Monday Night Football, Bills, Titans. I actually like the Titans to win this game. And those are my picks for the week so i want to thank everybody for listening and then my uh i'm sorry before we go my um best bets against the spread are gonna be i gave out Rams minus nine and a half on the annie up podcast what's the line podcast i'm gonna give it out i'm like rams minus eight still like them and um Chiefs first half minus three and a half. Those are my two official plays. If you want to hear more best bets and teaser selections, make sure you guys go check out What's the Line podcast. And again, I want to thank everybody for listening. I'm going to host something got Mike Curry. Oh, shout out to the Chicago Sky, man. They just took a 2-1 lead in the WMA Finals. They were my preseason pick to win before the year. So 
want to thank everybody for listening. I'm your host, I'm your guy, Mike Curran. I'm signing out. Episode number 179 is done. Peace.